Ladies and gentlemen, girls and boys, may I have your attention, please? Are you ready to engage in a mind-blowing experience and hear talks about life, technology, entertainment, and business? The next episode of Hip to Talks starts in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, go. Hello, everyone. Good day, good morning, good evening, uh, wherever you are located. We are happy to, to know that you're tuning in to hear our podcast. Today, we're having uh, Felix Negoitza from uh, Crypto Data Romania. He's the head of AI in this company. And uh, first of all, welcome, Felix. Second of all, tell us a little bit about yourself, about the company. Take a, take a spin and uh, make, make yourself a short intro. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Alex. Thank you so much for having me. It's uh, it's great that uh, we get the opportunity to finally discuss some of our favorite topics a little bit more at length uh, in this uh, friendly virtual fireside chat-like <laughs> uh, environment um, to everyone uh, out there uh, either listening or watching this podcast. My name is Felix. I'm the uh, uh, head of artificial intelligence at a startup in Romania called CryptoData. Um, currently, I'm working on an AI-powered uh, decision-making or decision-making helping application uh, that we will be launching at the age of uh, at the at the end of March. We're very uh, uh, we're very happy about that. It's uh, called Decision Point, and it's based on a lot of uh, a lot of NLP. Um, and uh, I have a background of mostly data engineering, data science, and software engineering. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, you have uh, uh, you have prepared in terms of talking points uh, for our discussion today. And um, yeah, I think uh, without further ado, let's uh, let's get started, dive right into the topic, and um, you know, uh, hit me hit me with some hard ones. <laughs> okay, uh, I do have prepared some. Um... Not necessarily hard ones, but uh, some uh, strong questions. Uh, today's uh, podcast is called Debunking Big Data and AI Meets Curiosities and Fun Facts. Uh, let's start with uh, number eight on the list. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. Truth <laughs> or myth? Having big data working on, on something, a guarantee to have... Um, to have ensured a better decision-making process than uh, than humans. Yeah, um, very interesting, uh, very interesting topic you've touched on, Alex. Uh, it's not a guarantee, so let me give you the uh, answers straight up first, and then we can <laughs> we can talk around the around the subjects a little bit more. It's not a guarantee, however, it it helps. It helps a lot. Now you've mentioned decision making specifically. Um, every time we want to make decisions based on the data that we have, we make some assumptions. Now, usually, when when people talk about big data, there's two types of enormous amounts of data that you can have available to you. There's enormous amounts of data that you can have for a certain point in time. 
when you have when you have historical data you're making the assumption that things will behave in the past in, in the present as they have behaved in the past and if that assumption is correct then yes big data will 100% help your decision making process and you'll get amazing forecasts out of it however you data scientists need to really consider or businesses really need to consider whether or not that assumption is correct it may not be so yes obviously big data does help but the most important thing is whether or not the sheer volume of data works with or against the assumptions that you make generally and very short because this is a subject that can be talked upon like days um yeah. in a nutshell what is big data so i would say big data is any amount of data that does not comfortably sit in a single database sticking to big data um let's have another one big data is the universal solution it is a solution but not the universal solution so um it is you might be trying to find patterns and there's not enough data for you but you know you have some sort of human intuition or some sort of human level real world knowledge or real world observations that are showing that there's some sort of pattern there that you're trying to discover so in that case yeah it's definitely a solution because this it's definitely a pattern um if you like a certain show on Netflix there's a high chance you will like what other people who like that show also like right that kind of thing mm-hmm. but uh it's definitely at the same time not a universal solution because you have to imagine that there is this this storage data layer and on top of it there is the compute layer which is what you do with the data If your algorithm is faulty, no amount of data will fix that. That's why I, that's why you, uh, we we can't say that big data is the universal solution. You, you can have as much data as you want and on top of it come with faulty logic. That's going to ruin everything. Do you have to be an engineer to handle big data? So there definitely are uh, I think mostly their software as a service type products right SaaS um and it's part it's it's part of what i'm building right now uh and it, it's it's also a software as a service where you come to a non engineer user through a more or less uh more or less friendly interface mm-hmm. and you give them a very specific set of operations or options for them to explore on top of the big data that you have in your data lake in the back end so there definitely are such services that's one key case however if you're trying to find out something very specific you're going to 100% need engineers to do it for you to to be able to, to handle it for you So you have to have an infrastructure right maybe you're ingesting data all the time so new data comes in and you have to integrate that and you have maybe have to clean your data because it doesn't come in right um and then from there on some 
other software engineers or the same software engineers have to come and build specific machine learning models for your problem, specific software for your problem. Um, it very much depends on 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 your use case. You 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 can kind of do it both ways, I think. So basically, you don't have to be an engineer to to handle big data, but you need engineers to create the instruments you need as a non-engineer to handle big data. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah okay. absolutely. So engineers are our friends then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. You are hundred percent in the. If, even when you you know when you when you acquire you purchase a software as a service or you purchase any any piece of software. Um, whether it's a, an analysis tool, a visualization tool, any sort of tools, they have to have a lot of engineers in the back end. Uh, there is this uh, urban myth going on, going on that um, intelligent machines learn on their own. So they do learn on their own to the extent that once you told it what to do with your data, so once you, you pointed the machine to the data and you have given it a specific algorithm, which you have to choose for the problem, mind you. So very, you have to choose very specific algorithms for very specific problems. Um, once that happens, it takes time. There's what we call in uh, AI a training step that happens in epochs where the algorithm goes through your data and it does learn by itself so it creates the model by itself by itself meaning you can just take your hands off your laptop once it has finished you have a model which is a result that you can then apply new data on and it will say something like you will put labels on your data or or it will try to make a prediction or something like that write a recommendation a prediction uh there's also the case of reinforcement learning which is very popular among uh the video game community um it was interesting in the case of um alpha go who who defeated the um world champion at go they didn't tell it the rules of the game. They just showed it a bunch of examples of the game and let it infer the rules by itself. But even in the case of, of reinforcement learning, we know how it learns. You have to point it to the data and then you have to give it an algorithm. After all this, uh, we are approaching, I think this one we can see for sure is not a myth. And uh, the statement goes like this, AI systems are only as good as the data they are fed. Right, this is a tough one. So yes, also no. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yes, also no. So let's take the yes part, right? Okay. Let's take the yes part. Um, There is something called, there is a principle called garbage in, garbage out. Okay. The data is what comes in. If it in garbage, you're gonna you're gonna receive something that's uh, something that's that's garbage. So the data has to be relevant to the problem that you're trying to solve with AI. Let's say you want to find out about about some sort of uh, purchasing trends. Have to gather data points from from people, questionnaires that you gotta go and ask them whatever it is they're trying to find out about purchasing trends. 
So here's what happens. If you go and ask only very high income people exclusively or very low income people exclusively, your entire data set is going to be skewed one way or another. But there's also no. There's this example in a book, uh, it's called Calling Bullshit. And they give this very funny example in their, uh, in their work. They say um, some data scientists took the data from uh, athletes uh, running the, uh, I think, 500 meter dash at the Olympics. And they took this data from different uh, instances of the Olympics in the past. And they said, oh, here's something interesting. The time it takes our athletes to run the 500 meters or whatever it was, is getting shorter and shorter, right? So they finish the 500 meter dash in a shorter number of seconds, right? Small number of seconds. So what did they do? So they said, let's build a model that tries to predict how fast they'll run at the next Olympics. Because you have all the data from the past, right? And they did that, but they built a linear regression model. So their model predicted that by 2040 something, athletes will finish the 500 meter dash in minus four seconds or something like that, right? So you can have the data and the data is accurate and good and representative and not noisy, but you just put an incredibly stupid algorithm on top of it, stupid from the point of view of your problem, right? Contrary to popular opinion or contrary to popular media, we have a very limited number of types of problems that can be successfully solved with AI, with machine learning. Is AI uh, and or machine learning, uh, is it approaching human intelligence? Are we on that road? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Um, so, um, the the kind of intelligence that, that, that humans have and the kind of decision-making that they do, um, even with something as uh, seemingly banal as language in speaking and uttering creative things, um, is, uh, is something that we have not fully explored and is something that we have, you know, no... I mean, not no, but almost no idea um, the workings of. So, no. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint. Okay. Uh, now, something a little bit related to this: um, super intelligent computers will become better than humans at doing anything we can do. Um, so, computers can become better, and even now are better then we are at certain things. However, uh, better than everything is 100% impossible. Okay, so we're safe. <laughs> yes, now, um, <laughs> we're safe. We don't have that much time left and we do have some, uh, some on-point statements. First one, yeah. AI can be 100% objective. No. No. No, okay. definitely not. No way. Okay. AI can read your mind. Um, it could. It could make predictions better than than we could, if, even for ourselves. And I think it already does. You've probably spoken to your wife or a loved one about something and you immediately saw an ad about it on social media 
or you've seen an episode of some show and then the streaming platform who shall remain nameless uh, recommended something and, and then you were like, oh my God, this is exactly what I wanted to see, right? We've all had these freaky moments. Yeah. It can. So it might for some things if you're, if you're referring to some specific predictions. But I noticed the trend. Take Siri, Alexa, Cortana, they're female. Uh, most AI bots are female. Uh, yeah, why? I wondered about that. I wondered <laughs> about that too. Um, I don't know. It's, I don't know, maybe it's a cultural thing. I don't know. Uh, does it maybe have to do something with the fact that uh, I'm not remembering the, the number exactly, but I think 80 or 85% of AI engineers are male. You know, I haven't really thought of that. Um, it's definitely the case that software engineering is still a male-dominated field, but the trend is declining. It could be that that's the case and there's some sort of male bias there, but that's slowly starting to correct itself, I think, as more, more and more young women are... Uh, you know, being being encouraged to to pursue STEM? Well, I've got two more. Um, AI means huge budgets and AI will kill jobs. Uh, right. AI on big data is a huge budget. So it doesn't have to be, but at scale, AI, running AI on, on, uh, on big data is very, very expensive. AI is killing jobs. All technology kills some jobs, but it also creates jobs. Now, it's 100% going to be much uh, a much easier transition than, than people expect, I think. So this would be for today. Thank you very much, Felix. Uh, thank, you, thank you, everyone, for tuning in on uh, whichever platform you are watching or listening to us. Uh, stay tuned. We have some um, some more podcasts prepared for you, and of course, um, check us out um, on in the next tech events. The first one would be on the eighth of March, where we have the International Women's Day Initiative um, and the Tech Conference Series Spring Edition um, in thirty and thirty first of March. So we're preparing stuff. Thank you, Felix, once again, and thank you everyone for joining in. Thank you. Thank, Thank you for joining. Be sure to check back next week for the next Hip to Talks and subscribe on Amazon Music, Overcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, MixCloud, and Pandora.